Would you try like, that? I'm just, <laughs> just, I'm just trying to visualize. Okay, so you got a cup, Bloody Mary, and then you have a lobster. Yeah, on top. On top of the cup, a straw through the lobster? It's probably like holding it in its claw <laughs> or something. I never let an opportunity go by where I don't eat just about everything I can I can stand to eat while I'm there. So yeah, pizza um, bagels, pizza bagels, um, Campbell's popcorn, the dichotomy popcorn. They have these kiosks or something where you can go up to it. I don't know if you scan it or hit something, but basically you, you can send a request if they don't have something or if you want them to get something. And um, they, it'll, I guess, go to whoever management and they'll look into you I'm Josh Duke. And I'm Alex Darris. And you're either listening to or watching Dying Drink Plea, the podcast, where each and every week we are going to be joined by Cleveland.com's best and brightest food experts, insiders, and influencers. What are we talking about today, Alex? There's a lot going on, even though it's cold outside. The news, the food news is really hot. So um, recently we had the new Meyer open in the Fairfax neighborhood, which is a Super cool new local grocery store, very important area. Um, we're going to be talking about Bloody Marys because I don't know if you know this, but January 1st is national was National Bloody Mary Day. Um, so I did a little digging in Bloody Marys around town, and then we're going to talk to Pete Jacarian, um, a little more about classically eats this time with the West Side Market. So. Yeah, but first, uh, to get us kicked off, we have Paris Wolf here, and she's going to talk a little bit about Fairfax Market, a new local grocery store that's kind of shaken up the Cleveland area. Well, the market opened on Tuesday last week, about a week ago, and it's a 40,000-square-foot space, which is um, a regular Meyer is about 160,000, so it's a lot, lot smaller. Um, they have about 150 local vendors um, with about 2,000 products, so people from around Cleveland, and they have shelf tags that call out if it's um, a local company, um, black-owned, woman-owned businesses. Oh, that's cool. So you know what you're buying. And why is it like this specific opening feels so buzzy? Like I, the, the location? A part of it's the location because it was a food desert. Um, it's a, a place where they desperately need a grocery store. Um, it's a good store. Uh, the prices are reasonable, just comparable to anything in the suburbs. Yeah. And it's like basically by the Cleveland Clinic main campus. Yes. Yes. Right on the edge. Yeah. So I know Josh got to visit there too. I haven't been yet, but how, what did you think of it, Josh? Yeah, I thought it was really, really awesome. Something that just stood out aesthetically, just walking in. It has a lot of Cleveland, I wouldn't say memorabilia, but- Swag. Um, yes, yeah, swag. <laughs> like they have a map of the area, the uh, 105th and Cedar um, Street layout um, as a design um, above one section and just stuff like that, that kind of just calls out like, hey, this is our community. And they kind of um, back that up with a lot of their local items and and vendors that they have selling their their stuff there. So I thought it was really really cool. Um, I like how it's not just like a grocery store. There's a cafe in there. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a sushi bar. Yeah. There's a floral shop. I believe just so much like big milk donuts. Yes, the big milk donuts. So okay. just anything you're looking for, especially if it has like a local angle, local tie, it's probably there. And I just really love that. And another thing that stood out to me. Um, they have these kiosks or something where you can go up to it. I don't know if you scan it or hit something, but basically you, you can send a request if they don't have something or if you want them to get something. And um, they, it'll, I guess, go to 
whoever management and then they'll look into you know the Meyer gods yeah the Meyer gods and they'll look into <laughs> putting that out there so for me like um if i was just like somebody who you know shop there regularly that would be super super helpful but yeah. yeah no i think it's really cool too because obviously like they needed a grocery store in the area but the fact that they turned it into first a meyer which like i feel like is a more reasonably priced grocery store i know they have a few in the area but then also with the emphasis on the local business because it's like you're not just bringing fresh fruits and vegetables to the area you're bringing a bunch of locally mm-hmm. made stuff too i hope that the locally made translates into the suburban markets as well oh that would be awesome i think it would be yeah no i, I one thing you mentioned is they have a lot of local wine and stuff too like it's not they even do just the and not just the ones that everybody knows about but it's some obscure really micro wineries micro sourcing yeah no that's mm-hmm. that seems very unusual um i guess one thing that seems to be people are talking about is the parking situation mm. um i know that Paris, they're supposed to be opening a parking deck. The parking deck is three stories, but the only the bottom level is open. The good thing is when the whole thing is open, the first 90 minutes of parking are free. Okay, mm-hmm. so it actually, yeah, makes sense. Because right now it's mm-hmm. not the easiest area to get no, a street No, it's not. Spot. Are they like constructing the top levels or? Oh, yeah, they just need to finish the, um, the ramp. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm sure the weather hasn't been... Helping them yeah, right. in the construction situation. Right. But um, otherwise, it seems like a really great, I mean, no no complaints about it then, really. If No, yeah. it's been a nice store. I mean, they have a lot of um, international foods, and they have 20 um, linear feet of vegan wow. products as well, and nice products. Yeah, and uh, when I was there... Um, the manager can't recall Alan, Alan. yeah Alan he uh he pointed out one of their aisles is literally just dedicated to international products I uh, I didn't go down it so I don't I can't I really call it's it nice. yeah it's nice yeah and I just thought that was really, like really really cool because you got this it's like a local store you know but it also has you know it's high because we are a diverse community right so like yeah. obviously people are going to be wanting things from all over and so I thought that was a really nice little tie and in especially there too. the location too with it being like by the clinic and stuff it's just like you get some many different people in that area right Mm -hmm. um but i'm sure paris and i probably approach a grocery store in a similar way where it's like a toy store or something (laughs) that would be true that's why two hours in the grocery store Took my sunday afternoon to check it out again yeah yeah and they're also i think i think they're also doing like community events like cooking classes culinary events yeah so uh that's gonna be really cool too just for anybody in the area so just so much that they're doing too position themselves as a community sort of resource i love it i i definitely have to go check it out but i've been a little busy recently (laughs) um tasting bloody marys like i said the first is national bloody mary day it seems like with football playoffs and this kind of time of year people do drink a lot of bloody marys their brunches and stuff so um i i think i got a total of 18 of the best bloody marys in greater cleveland some of them kind of the Bloody Mary bars where you build it yourself and other ones have more unique um, ingredients. But I guess, Paris, what is you? What do you look for in a Bloody Mary? Like, what do you like about it? Or well, well-made Bloody yeah, Mary. Yeah, my big thing is, as you know, is the new Dill Vodka by Lake Erie Distillery. Yeah. Um, and then making it and at home. And that's a pickle vodka. Yes, a Dill Pickle Vodka. And you yes. just mix it with? Just a Bloody Mary mix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to buy something local. If I can, one of the locally made ones like Pope's or um, Fred Hot. Yeah. Um, Have you tried the, what's it called? The natural blonde. It's a, it's a yellow tomato 
Oh. Uh, Bloody Mary. They have it at Taps and Tails, the dog bar, but they make their Bloody Mary with it. And it's actually, it's really good. Is it at retail? I think, yeah. I think you can oh. buy it in stores too. Um, and they just buy, I just have only really had it there. But yeah, it's like a yellow, orange, like lighter. So lower acidity. Yeah. I, that's why I think mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. probably like it that way too. I would yeah. too. I sometimes would too. you get a heartburn. Do you like Bloody Mary, Josh? Um, I would say no, but I really haven't ever tried one. So it's like, it's really? kind of. Yeah. I, I've always thought of it as like tomato alcohol. I don't know. I don't even it's know what salad. it is. It's salad. It's yeah, healthy. That sounds disgusting. Like, like, why would you, why would you want a salad as an alcoholic drink? Savory drinks are good. I like it what what do they call it a bloody maria that's with tequila oh yeah Ooh. they do a couple different ones um still what? like tomato based or is no, there's tomato juice oh. there's tomato juice in every bloody mary i mean what what did you think made a, it a bloody mary well i i assumed it was tomato juice that's why i stayed away from tomato it tomato juice vodka horseradish that none of that sounds appetizing well, at, together um, as blue a blue heron and medina maybe this one uh they entice you at blue heron they have a loaded bloody mary and it has so much stuff on it you don't even need to order food i think Mm. it has a double cheeseburger shrimp cocktail a giant soft pretzel like how do they balance like, that yeah the i'm glass. like wait hold it, on it, it's yeah. quite worth looking on their instagram to see what they look like but they're huge like mm. and sometimes like i don't know some people look for the the huge um toppings on all the bloody mary sometimes i feel like it goes a little too far like i don't know at that point you're not going out to eat you're going out for one drink. That I was going to, yeah, because it's funny you say this because I was going to ask you, what would a specialty like Bloody Mary look like? And that, it sounds like that. It a just sounds like a whole, stuff. a whole meal, a whole lunch. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> one of my favorite, I like the West Side Market Bloody Mary because they put like um, a little sausage and cheese and olives and stuff. And it's all from the market and it's kind of like classic. It also, I think the experience of eating at the West Side Market Cafe mm-hmm. adds to that too mm-hmm. at the breakfast counter. But, um, they make a really good Bloody Mary there. Cool. So for Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary virgins, I guess, uh, yeah. like me, <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, you recommend not going all crazy with the specialty one, something more tame. Yeah, but you have to have a good mix because a mm. lot of them, like if a bar just makes it with kind of an average mix and they don't like spice it up a little bit, it's like you're not going to like it. Mm. But honestly, if you like pickles with the pickle vodka is delicious. Like it just makes sense. You know, I tried, um, this was like a while ago, like maybe October, November. I don't even know, but pickle fest, they had a lot of pickle based drinks, which also sounds like something that I would not try, but I, I like thoroughly them? enjoyed Wait, it. What did you try? Um, it was a pickle, pickle margarita. So, I think that was from the Lake Erie Distillery. Probably. They made them. Yeah. Um, I know they make a pickle lemonade where they literally mix pickle vodka and lemonade, mm. which sounds weird, but I'm like, it's that good. would be refreshing. Yeah. It's, it was surprising how many pickle items I tried that were actually good that I would never have ever. Are you a pickle person? Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like pickles. They're pretty <laughs> healthy. I don't, I don't have any problems with no beef with pickles you at all. You don't just eat like, you're not the person who stands in the fridge door and eats a jar of pickles. You know what I have on a diet? Like that's a good, that's a good thing on to a do. Diet. On I mean, a diet. No, vinegar yeah. is my favorite food group of vinegary <laughs> foods. Give me mustard and pickles and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like pickles are super healthy. I think they have very, 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 very low everything, calories, car- I yep. don't even know no carbs. carbs. Yeah. Zero, almost zero calories. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really good snack item when you're really, really hungry, but on a diet, you just 
go ham, go crazy. We are we are different, <laughs> but I cut. For, I guess it ends up the same because I'm also eating pickles <laughs> in, in um the fridge door. But mm-hmm. yeah, I guess um one other place that this isn't a regular thing, but it Gibbs Butcher and Brews. They had a Bloody Mary that had a one pound lobster on top. Would you try like, that? I'm just, <laughs> just, I'm just trying to visualize. Okay, so you got a cup, Bloody Mary, and then you have a lobster. Yeah, on top. On top of the cup, a straw through the lobster? It's probably like holding it in its claw <laughs> or something. What? The? No. I don't know. It's crazy. Well, no, actually, what I would, I'm going to say, if you are going to do a Bloody Mary for the first time, you need to go somewhere like. Market and Rocky River. I know the Burntwood Taverns do it. Um, Touch Supper Club, where they have the bars, mm-hmm. where you can kind of like try it, and then if you don't like it, you can add more or try the different mixes and stuff. Because mm-hmm. then you can make it your own. And there's so many of the bars too. And I don't think you should start with a hmm. double cheeseburger. <laughs> no. <laughs> or go to the West Side Market. Like I said, the West Side Market Cafe is. Um, Delicious. So, yeah. speaking of the West Side Market, now we have Peter Chakirian here, who's going to talk a little bit about some of the sweets and treats at the market that uh, has been included on your Classic Cleveland Eats column. Welcome, Pete. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I know this week you did kind of the West Side Market snacks, like all the the foods that when you're grocery shopping and then you get hungry, you grab. So, what were a few standouts for you when you're kind of looking back? Well, I, th- I think you always have to start off with a Frank's brat, um, the brown mustard. I know a lot of people like the hard roll. I prefer a soft roll myself, but mm. uh, you know, probably could have a whole podcast on uh, debating the merits of which kind of roll is better. Yeah. Um, but Steve's Zeros are wonderful. They are gigantic, and I usually go with a double meat order on mine. Um, and the tzatziki sauce is fantastic. Yeah, that's one place that's always worth having cash for <laughs> so to get a euro. For sure. Uh, you know, and the column ended up being as much a reflection of how important the West Side Market is to me personally as a born and raised lifelong Clevelander. And, you know, they're kind of in a transitional phase right now with the corporation coming in to sort of uh, reevaluate and reassess how they're going to continue to run the business. So I think that was sort of weighing on my mind a little bit too. I really want to see them succeed Mm -hmm. in that process. Uh, We have uh, 111 years of history uh, in that place. And I just hope that it continues. And there's a lot of things they could do to sort of, you know, I don't want to say jazz up what they're offering, but certainly that's a part of it. Oh, yeah, I think. I mean, it sounds like in the plan, they are hoping to expand the kind of ready to eat food items. But like, I mean, I think your column pointed out, it's like we've always had that. And it's like, like you said, other cities would want to build something like that. But we've had it for 111 years with this great local resource. So well, I, I will say for myself, I uh, I never let an opportunity go by where I don't eat just about everything I can I can stand to eat while I'm there. So yeah. pizza um, bagels, pizza bagels, um, Campbell's popcorn, the dichotomy popcorn. I could, I, I didn't even really mention it in um, the column because I sort of want to tackle that a little bit separately. Um, but yeah, I mean, there are just so many wonderful things 
to eat there. And I was glad that you brought up the Westside Market Cafe too. I love going in there, yeah. love going in there for breakfast and seeing people come out from the steel mills of third shift. They sit down, have breakfast with a beer and then, you know, go home and go to bed. It's, it's like the it's, best thing ever. <laughs> it's such a quintessentially Cleveland experience too. Like if you haven't done that, if you haven't had the, that experience, it's kind of like, you know, going to the Raleigh Inn after going to the Christmas Story House. Like you have to do <laughs> certain yeah. things as a Clevelander. You just have to experience at least once. No, and for from sure. my perspective, that's right up there. Yeah, especially sitting at the counter there. And I always say like they have, which I've eaten like everything on the breakfast menu there, but just their plain like bacon, egg and cheese on a roll. Like because the bacon, they get like the spicy bacon and stuff. And it is like the best breakfast sandwich ever. <laughs> Um, another favorite of mine too is the Khrushchev, Khrushchev, do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> um, the jerky, the fa famous jerky that Michael Simon yeah. always talks about, but, but for that's sure. a must snack for me every time I go too. Oh yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah it absolutely. sounds like there's no shortage of, especially when you talk about the history, hundred, a uh, hundred plus years, right? Um, how do you, as a, as a writer that has to condense that into, you know, something that people can read, how do you pick like what to call out as far as the favorites of I don't necessarily know that there's a right or a wrong way to do it. Mm -hmm. What I did was sort of dip back into my memories, particularly being a, a college student here in Cleveland. You know, a lot of people that I went to school with, high school with, uh, they went to other places uh, for their college education. I didn't have the, you know, financial wherewithal to be able to follow uh, folks to, you know, Ohio State per se. So mm -hmm. I went to Cleveland State University and really had a great experience there. Um, but I think what made Cleveland State such a great experience for me personally was because the city was the campus. Yeah. So you don't, you're not separate from it. And so, you know, yeah, maybe you could run up to Short North or something when you're, you know, in Columbus and kind of have a fun little mm -hmm. experience. But, you know, the equivalent would be to, you know, jump on the RTA and roll, you know, down to 25th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what a great experience to be able to have. Well, one mm -hmm. thing I did want to ask from your column that um, you mentioned your Monday night dinner oh. thing. <laughs> what would you guys make when you're in college? What was your Monday night specials from the Westside Market? You know, it was really interesting. We we did all manner of things. A lot of times it was pierogies and like pork shoulder um, with kraut. You know, it was like real hearty um, stick to your ribs type food. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that was that was really sort of where we tended to go. So, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the other dishes. I know we did, you know, one time we did a massive pot pie. Every week was different, though. And uh, we all kind of bonded yeah. over mm. over that. And that seems like a really strange thing for college students to kind of bond over. But, you know, that's the benefit of having a place like the Westside Market so close yeah. to campus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, normal, sorry. Normally they're bonding over ramen noodles and making yeah, that. Yeah, eating at the dining hall, that's way better. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but also I was going to say too, with the, um, when you shop at the West side market, it's just kind of like you want to cook. It makes you want to cook. You see everything and you just kind of, Oh, what can I make with these things that look good today? So yep. that would be fun to do with like a group to have that. Yeah. For certain, mm -hmm. for certain. And actually that was, um, ultimately like we got together several years ago and, uh, started to revisit some of those, uh, those dinners that we had and um, actually was able to come up with uh, like a, I'm 
totally stumbling over my tongue. Um, <laughs> doing a, a, an ice cream float uh, with Edmund Fitzgerald Porter from Great Lakes across the street. And then a little bit further down the street, you've got Mitchell's now, obviously. So, Ooh. you know, a little scoop of caramel sea salt ice cream floated on the top, too. And so it was like we were sort of boomeranging back around with this new sort of round of what's going on on West 25th. It was a fun little conversation. You have to, you have to do a column with those recipes. I, yeah. I might just do that. Yeah. <laughs> I might just do that. Is the float good with the Edmund Fitzgerald? It is. It's definitely got a, um, a sweet, a sweetness, a subtle sweetness from the beer and that caramel sort of gives you a little bit of earthiness too. So it's, it's interesting. It's not a super sweet, float yeah not like um, a root beer float no but. <laughs> but but it's it's awesome no that sounds really i'm not i can't believe like i've never thought of that before but that's a really good idea yeah you know, it sounds like josh needs a little market day so <laughs> yeah i would say so on a little field trip <laughs> we should we should do that, that. that'd be, be a blast yeah. yeah yeah let's 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 do a tour that would actually be really yeah go ahead set that up alex okay <laughs> i'm on it i would love that i just um I'm super excited for what the future holds for that place. And I really do hope that Rosemary Mudry and the rest of the staff that they've pulled together uh, for that development corporation are going to be able to find some ways to modernize and preserve it, preserve mm -hmm. it, but, you know, preserve it in a way that is meaningful to a new generation of people while subsequently keeping that historic um, connection and that, you know, that, dynamite vibe that's always mm -hmm. been there yeah and i think like um in your column you made a really good comparison about it how, what, like how they redid edgewater and kind of made it like it's still edgewater that it's always been but they revitalized it and that kind of thing i yeah. think that was a good comparison and you do well thank you and you have to i mean you have to give uh props to the cleveland metro parks for having had a hand in making Edgewater, what it is, you know, definitely bringing it up to the 21st century. I really think that this corporation can do that yeah. for the market. And I think, you know, it's it's going to be interesting for all of us to watch. Thank you for listening to and watching the Dine Drinkly podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe and follow us at Dine Drinkly on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on Instagram at Dine Drinkly and subscribe to our newsletter at cleveland.com slash newsletters. Thank you.